When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Gangplank Report. You've heard Adrian and Jen talk about the most recent episode of this hit Bravo series. Now it's time to hear from you, the superfans. It's time for the bonus episode of the Gangplank Report. And here they are, Adrian Gang and Jennifer Bennington. Hey gang, welcome back to another superfan episode. This week I am flying solo. Adrian is currently on charter in the Bahamas and Tropical Storm Fred is headed her way. So joining me today, though, is one of my Twitter friends. She's hysterical, and I know you're going to love her. It's number one gift queen, also known as Nikki. Hey, Nikki. Hey. How are you? I'm good. I'm just chilling at home in the air conditioning because it's like 100 degrees outside. So It it is here, too. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's so gross out. You and I have been friends on Twitter for about two years. And when I first came on, I was a clueless old lady who knew nothing, (laughs) and I didn't understand what a gif was, and Nikki became my sensei (laughs) and has been been helping her young grasshopper learn how to match gifs with posts because I ended up (laughs) typing way too much when a picture could have said a lot more than I did. Exactly. You have to have your facial expressions on there and those gifts will show what you can't show on Twitter. So I'm all about a gif. I got to bring the attitude. If I'm going to say something snarky, you got to have that face with it. And you find the (laughs) best one. Some of them are foul. (laughs) Just warning people ahead of time. There are some that I can't unsee, but (laughs) most of the time they're still appropriate. I push that envelope. I push it to the max. You you absolutely do. Okay. So tell us, I don't even know this. Tell us when you started watching Below Deck. Have you been around since the beginning? Did you jump in later? When did you become a fan? Uh, On the Below Deck, the regular, I went in about season four with Nico. Mm -hmm. And then Below Deck Met, I've watched that one since the beginning. And then same thing with the Below Deck Sailing Yacht. I did that one since the beginning. And I've just become, you know, really into it. My husband's like a total anti-Bravo person. He just rolls his eyes. But that's the one show, Below Deck, that I can get him to sit with me through all the episodes. And he's actually asking me, hey, wait till I get home so I can watch it with you. So yeah, that's (laughs) it's the same in our house. That's the same with John. He'll watch this show with me. He is partial to Below Deck Original over, over Mediterranean and Sailing. I think Mediterranean was my fault though, because last year when I was watching and podcasting back then, I was complaining so much (laughs) that I think he just didn't want to be bothered with it. If I was that mad, he didn't want to even watch it. (laughs) Exactly. Well, they don't want to hear any more than they have to. Yeah. The wives always bring some sort of story to them that they really don't want to hear. So then when they have the Bravo on top of it, like, oh, I just can't take it. And plus Captain Lee's a favorite. He is. He really resonates with the men. So yeah, my husband thinks anything he says or does is hilarious. So many of Captain Lee's one-liners, my husband says also, this was before, even before he watched the show or knew that Captain Lee had that shtick. 
he says so many of those things. It might be generational. Captain Lee's not that much older than my husband. So it might be a generational <laughs> thing, but I hear so many of those phrases. It I know, I love up. it. <laughs> he's honest. You know, and that's what I love about Captain Lee. He just, he's a straight shooter. He doesn't sugarcoat. If he has a problem or he has an expectation of you, he just lays it out there. With Captain Sandy, I liked her in the beginning, but she's just getting to the point where it's like she micromanages and then she mm-hmm. has her favorite it's and it's just I just can't handle after last season and what she pulled with Hannah I just Mm -hmm. every time I look at her now it's like that tainted image right yeah she's getting to a point we're getting far enough into the season now and we'll see coming up here in the next week or so she's getting to the point where it seems to me anyway getting back a little more to what she was originally I like the nurturing Captain Sandy where she was training people how to come up in the industry and we see that a little more coming up in the next few episodes as she goes along she's getting back to that I am not a fan of the micromanaging and I definitely everybody knows this already was not a fan of last season and how all of that went down so I completely get what you're saying how do you feel about captain glenn and Mm -hmm. sailing yacht i love him you know it's something about him i know he's he's a short little guy but something about him is so adorable (laughs) i'm thinking i wouldn't mind even dating him i'm not gonna lie they're just something endearing about him watching the alien videos in his room and Mm -hmm. this is quirky little personality there's just something fun and endearing and i really like him and i know and it's shocking that he's not taken i keep thinking of that i'm like how does he not have a girlfriend well on last season if you saw him talking on the phone a couple different times i kind of wondered if it was something Somebody that he was dating because it seemed a little I don't know what it was there was a vibe on it so maybe at the time he was I don't know I think the last thing I heard was that he was single but I think it would be hard to be with somebody who's gone all the time if you're not with them if they're traveling Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For so many weeks out of the year, I think it would be difficult, but you are not the first. In fact, one of our super fans we've interviewed in the past, she wants to be on the boat with him. She wants to marry him. She's already (laughs) ready to go. (laughs) So I know, you know, I just, usually that's not my type, but there's just something about him. He's just so sweet and calm Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of the opposite of that. So I kind of like that calming nature. (laughs) You're, you're kind of the opposite of that. Uh, okay I'm beyond that I'm just trying to sugarcoat myself a little bit like 180 out my friend (laughs) but I like him he's just fun and I think with Glenn he just every time anybody even messes up he's right there kind of just making them feel it's like it's okay we made a mistake we worked together we worked through it and that's what I really like about him right and even this past season when they hit the dock I think personally that different captain might have put that on somebody else and he took responsibility for it and was actually super chill I mean he swore a little bit but he was chill most of the time yeah if it was anybody else it would have definitely been I mean Captain Lee would have cussed he would have cussed and got mad and then needed to take a break to his room I think Captain Sandy though I don't know I she might either take blame and ownership that it happened or she might just blame the deck crew yeah it's a hit or miss with her honestly that's true that's a good point because there are times where it seems like she's 
steps up and there are other times where it seems like she goes completely left of the way that she should go look at the slide for the last mm-hmm. episode oh my I'm gosh like, she's <laughs> ridiculous that it was went on for what 15 minutes of the mm-hmm. episode we were talking about the slide not being fluffy right. enough and i couldn't believe it like malia i think even got to the point where she got frustrated was like okay i know what you're talking about like we can't do it we got one pump that's the stuff that drives me nuts about her it's like malia's handling it even though malia had her crap last year she mm-hmm. is a hard worker no one can take that away from her and she really steps up so yeah and i try and stay objective in that way i can see her in two lights i have the light of her as a worker i think she's a fantastic worker i also think she's a fantastic leader in the sense of training other people to do it she's really been hands-on with the new crew but not super micromanaging as soon as they show her that they can do something she trusts them to do that and moves on to the next new thing so i do think that she is great at her job but then and if we take it to the personal side, that's where she loses me. Yes, that's where she loses me too. I couldn't hang out with her. I don't like the judginess of her. She'll smile in your face and you think that she's agreeing with you and supportive, but then really she's making some snarky comment behind your back or judging you. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting here nodding and nobody can see me not even yet. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, keep going, keep going. <laughs> yes. That's, and, and she has the tendency to twist a narrative, I think, oh in favor and get her story out. And Lexi played that role a little bit when she had her meltdown, getting her story out first to the captain. I mm-hmm. see that a lot with Malia, too, where she will definitely work to twist it to an angle to where she looks sunshiny, even with the fight with Lexi. I felt she did that with Katie when she was on the floor crying. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Uh huh. I think she was turning it, saying that Lexi was a crap human. But at the same time, Malia had been poking at her. Yes. Malia could have just walked away from that situation and she didn't. I mean, she went up, she drained the hot tub, told her to suck a bag of you know what. And it was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, she also told her to suck her you know what yeah. that she doesn't mm-hmm. even have. Yeah, yeah, that was the classy moment. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I mean. There are things I think I can be upset with how Lexi behaved, but still think that Lexi had a point when she said that Malia acts one way and tries to pretend like she's another because I see that too. I don't see yeah. Lexi as being completely wrong in her assessment. Oh yeah. And I and I think what it is is that sometimes people don't listen to Lexi completely because she does have those crazy little outbursts that she has or when mm-hmm. she drinks, she just turns straight devil right that's where i think she loses people and what she's trying to get across because malia did instigate her in a lot of it and kept poking when malia should have just been like you know what she's drunk she's emotional i'm gonna walk away i'm not supposed to be dealing with this but she didn't right and that's where she left and oh i'm gonna come back i'll drain that hot tub i'll i'll, I'll keep instigating with her more and make her snap right. and that's where i think that lexi wanted katie's support mm-hmm. and, and yep. when she was doing that with katie then you flip it to the confessional 
And she finds out that Sandy is going to allow Lexi to stay on and that we should hit the reset button. And then uh, and all of a sudden, Malia in her confessional was like, oh, we shouldn't hold one drunken night against her. I've had my own drunken nights. So you can see her switch mid-episode based mm-hmm. on what's going to make her look better. Yep. Like, she didn't get Lexi off the boat successfully, so now she's going to use Sandy's tack. It's just too wishy-washy for me. I prefer people who I know where they stand and they don't like sway with the wind but that's exactly and I'm like one of those people I like somebody that even though someone might say oh it's rude how they did the delivery but at least I know up front what they feel right there exactly there's no talking behind backs that this is how I feel and I like that you know I like a brutally honest person and everyone will say why we're friends (laughs) (laughs) yes put it all out there that we know what each other feel there's no questions it's like that's that's what I like. And I think with Malia, me and you agree on that, that that's just not her personality. And But I do want to talk about Chef Matthew. We've okay. got to talk about that. Go for it. <laughs> you spill away. Tell me what you think, baby. I think he's insane. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's like the only word I could come to mind with him. But I also, I just think he's one of those guys that he looks at women like, oh, you're just a woman I'd have sex with. Mm-hmm. But, like, doesn't respect a woman in her opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, yes. And the, the fact that he brags about, you know, the money he spends on prostitutes and every, everything about him makes mm-hmm. my skin crawl. Not to mention, he also looks like a bald Alfredo Linguini from Ratatouille. <laughs> every time I see him, I'm like, I can't see anything else but that. That is just put so a little curly cool. wig on him and he would be perfect. Oh my gosh, my daughters <laughs> love that movie and one of them's with Chef now. She's going to die when she hears this. <laughs> no, he really does. That thing bugs me. People who act like they're the nice person and they have these really seedy things. Like you can have hookers if you want, but and I'm not saying that an overactive sex drive equals a bad person. It's just, to me, the way he talks about wanting more than one woman kind of thing, wants to be in, he called it a truple, it's a thruple, (laughs) that kind of thing. He's not giving, from my perspective, women a voice in what scenario he's setting up. So it comes off to me a little misogynistic too. I agree with you and feel the same way the sex parties and all the stuff it's like you look at him and you just know he's into that nasty stuff you know he probably does fur, <laughs> you know fur parties and he's in a little cat costume or- oh no more visuals no more visuals oh gosh yeah. <laughs> well, that's what happens i'm watching below deck and then he says these disgusting things and then i look at him and i'm like i completely forgot what you cooked Mm-hmm. and I'm thinking of this just oh, everything about it makes my skin crawl I can't even yeah. look at him but I will say I think that Lexi and him and some weird mental hospital sort of they could have like a romance they're both insane I saw you tweet that the other day and I wanted to talk to you about that. (laughs) What is the chemistry that you think? Just because you think that under like hate is like a little bit of passion or chemistry. Okay. She's always (laughs) talking about him. She's Mm -hmm. always talking about him. He's always talking about her. And it's like, you don't like somebody, you usually don't keep thinking about them or is it's like beyond, I think, aggravation. I think there's some sort of chemistry. Plus they're crazy. And you know what? They just should probably be together, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, we'll see if that happens. I don't know how much longer Lexi's going to be on the boat. From the previews they showed us, it looks like that time might be winding down a little bit, but we shall see. I hope so. I hope she's gone. I mean, I mean, you you look back to with Hannah with the whole having the quote unquote drugs on there, which she needed obviously Mm -hmm. for her own mental health. But Lexi has a hit list like that to me is scarier. Right. Oh, totally. Somebody around in the reach of knives. Saying that she's got part devil in her or whatever, I would think that would be grounds to get her out of there more than anything. Yeah, our friends, I would, Fred and Michelle both called her a bunny boiler, right? Yes. I said she's a boiling tea kettle and they're like, no, she's boiling the bunny in there. (laughs) It is a little scarier. Okay, so we've talked about the ones that are frustrating us, but let's end on a positive note. Who are you vibing with? Who do you really like learning more about this season? I love Z. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with him. I want him to be with Courtney. I do too. she She is so adorable. I love her positive energy. Mm-hmm. She's just, yes. So I want them to be together in a little love story. Mm-hmm. And I love Lloyd because he has such an authentic personality where it's, agree. You, oh, you feel sorry for him, but then you're also know he has such a, a strong nature about him as well. Like, you know, that if he was to be in the right environment, he could just soar. Right. Exactly. I really like him. And I think once now he knows that everybody around him supports him, he's going to be able to come out with more things about himself that he wasn't comfortable sharing before. Right. And I think that that's really all it takes sometimes in the world is knowing that you're not alone and knowing that you've got somebody back in your play. And he obviously mm-hmm. didn't have that on his previous boat, but now he's got it in abundance here with this crew. And I'm very happy with all of them for being so supportive. Oh of my him. gosh. And he cried. And- and stuff it broke my heart I think it can be life-changing and I'm happy yes. that he's had this experience because yes. can you imagine if he actually had because he said that he had considered not staying in the industry after his first experience yes if yep. he had left and not being able to fill something that he actually wanted to learn to do and that his parents gave him the money to have schooling for and things like that it could have shot his life on a completely different trajectory and this mm-hmm. instead picked him up. And I love that. Yes. So. And I, and that's one thing I will say with Sandy, she's really showing him the ropes in mm-hmm. the wheelhouse. And I really, I like that. And it's empowering him to say, you know what, you can keep doing this job. That one bad experience last year does not define you. Exactly. And I really, yes, I really adore him. And I also think too, you know, with David, he's a good worker as well. He's, he's a got very a thing good worker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he he's does. got a really great spirit and the way he always stays calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when Lexi was coming at him, guns blazing, he stayed completely calm. So I like that as well. Yeah, I do too. I think that he is a really great guy. I wish they didn't have him penned in to this Malia crush thing. <laughs> and we could see more than that because mm-hmm. I think he does have a lot of depth. And I think he is really good at diffusing situations. Now, given your three options of Lloyd, David, and Z, I'm pretty sure at some point Malia is going to make somebody a lead deckhand. Oh, yes. If you were her, who would you pick for lead? <sighs> Uh, if I had to pick, it'd be David for leadership for sure. And mm-hmm. then, but I also kind of would want Lloyd to be it. I'm just the same. to, show, to mm-hmm. show him, hey, you know what? Your hard work is paying off and you can keep doing this. Just to encourage him to continue to do this career. Right. 
that's where I'm at too. I really think David has all the tools already, but I think Lloyd has the thirst and I want to reward both. And unfortunately we can't have two lead deckhands. I don't know if that means maybe so she doesn't create undue tension that she's not going to make somebody lead, but I would be torn. I would have a hard time deciding. Yep. Yep. We agree. (laughs) The only person we haven't really talked about yet is Katie. How do you think she's holding up as Chief Stew? Katie, no, I really like her. I think she's a really hard worker, but I think she needs to just grow a little and step up to, I mean, Courtney's a great girl. I think when the new Stew comes in, I think Courtney should be second, but she needs to stand up to Lexi because Katie's taken on way too much stress. She really is. And I'm a little frustrated. I don't like micromanaging, but I need some level of management. I need somebody to know what's going on and if you know that you're having a problem with somebody like when she phoned upstairs to Lexi and asked her how breakfast service was going and Lexi hadn't gotten the tea out for half an hour she stayed down in the laundry were it me just because I know I've had problems with Lexi I would Mm -hmm. be up and wandering around spot checking and asking face to face do you need me instead of starting in laundry laundry is secondary to me personally as far as service goes I got frustrated last season when Sandy made such a huge deal about laundry. I think the guests really were getting the shaft. And if you want people to feel like a five star, you want to attend to them. Obviously, they're ridiculous. And like a bottomless (laughs) cup would not help them. Um, So I said, you need to just give them the bottles. Yeah. It's no more glasses. <laughs> right. They're crazy. So that part of it's a little nuts. But still, it doesn't excuse things like making them wait a half an hour for hot water when they brought their own tea bag. And while she's out taking shots of the islands, which was a little oh. crazy. And you know, there were some selfies of herself. In there. Oh, you know, there were. <laughs> she loves to look at herself. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> she definitely has that pageant roll down. Yeah, and that's I think with Katie, she's so stressed out because she's not putting the duties on other people. I think Courtney is getting it. She's telling Courtney to do things, but now Courtney's getting stressed out because she's picking up the slack for Lexi as well. And it needs to be, hey, you got to do this because the plates get out of the laundry, go out there, put their plates, get their coffee, get their drinks, get their tea. That's what I don't understand too. Is Katie's put it all on her plate and doing all of it, and then that's why she's on the verge of tears all the time. Right, and that's what I mean. I think there's a spectrum in management. Don't micromanage, but you have to manage somewhat. You have to delegate responsibilities. You can't, as one person, do the job of three. It's just not possible. Once I think, once she figures that out, hopefully, I'm not sure if they're bringing this person on to replace Lexi or if they're bringing her on because these guests are so demanding and they've got her in quarantine. We'll have to see about that. You got to take care of the guests in order to get the good tip. (laughs) Exactly. And them having to serve themselves is crazy town. That just should never happen, I don't think. And, you know, Matthew, then I will say a good thing about him. He does cook extremely well. Right. So if he's cooking really good and they're enjoying their food and then you've got the deck crew that's doing their job, then service is slacking. Then Mm -hmm. that's bad at the tip does come back bad because then the other teams are going to suffer essentially because service was bad. That's true. That's absolutely true. And that's another thing I will give Matt credit. I know I give him a lot of grief on here, but nobody has complained about anything he's put out. Exactly. So, And even the cake that looked like it was made by a two-year-old. Yeah, they said was delicious. Yeah. They said it was delicious. Yeah. So, I mean, it may have been ugly, 
but it was, it it was worse than ugly girl that was painted <laughs> <laughs> it was awful and I got frustrated with that though because last season Sandy's parameters was she wanted everything to appear five star and those were not five star cakes and I didn't like that that didn't carry over to this season but I kind of have both her and Malia boxed into this thing where I'm frustrated because I'm comparing it to last season, but if they did notice their behavior and they're trying to better their behavior, I'm not giving them grace to do that. So I'm kind of just being a brat and putting them in a no-win situation yeah. right now. But Isn't it crazy how the now that Hannah's not there, Sandy mm-hmm. hasn't been complaining about the things that she gave Hannah grief for, exactly. the table settings, like you said, the cake, mm-hmm. the things yeah. that she was just writing Hannah for are not things she's bringing up anymore. And so that's when I I made a tweet about how Sandy's like trying to curb her appearance Mm -hmm. to the audience. I mean, you can't help but think that that's what she's doing because she's not acting like she did last season at all. Right. And you saw, I gift you back with both hands up. You know, you said, raise your hand. And I found a gift that had two hands raised because I completely agree with you. And we've talked about that. Adrian and I have talked about that a little bit in the past, how there is a sense of, they know what's going on. And especially with the confessionals, because they film those on their off day. So it's at the end of the charter. So they know pretty much how things have turned out. And then they have the pickup ones that they do six months later. So they have the ability to steer themselves and make themselves look better. And with what happened last season, I think we are going to see a lot more of them trying to say, hey, we're not that bad. That was just like a one-time thing. Gotcha. See, I didn't even know that about the confessionals. They learned something new. Yep. Yep. Hey, (laughs) stick with me, baby. All right. Well, I really appreciate you coming on here so much. I have had fun talking to you. I have fun (laughs) hanging out with you on Twitter. Everybody follow her at, at number one, that it's N-O-1 GIF Queen, G-I-F, well, GIF if you're one of those people, <laughs> Queen. I can't tell you her name because she changes it regularly as, <laughs> and she also changes her avatar. Wait till you see the picture that she's picked out for... <laughs> this I I can guarantee you this is not Nikki (laughs) I show myself every once in a while but for the most part yes it's always a yeah. toss up of what I'll I'll show <laughs> well well your husband will be happy that men will not be hitting on you based on the picture you have provided my DMs. I'm waiting for that you know that team <laughs> shot that everybody gets I don't get those yeah my I, avatars are scary that's <laughs> funny oh my gosh all right well thank you again my friend I love you so much love and you too thank you all for listening and we will catch you next time bye everybody bye Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties.